0: Why the church pins all sin on mental illness. This is a provocative title because it assumes, number one, that I claim to be all-knowing. Number two, it claims that I'm making a general statement. And number three, it claims that my opponents will accuse me of commenting on things that i don't know of or i am unqualified to speak on i want to define mental illness and then i want to define mental health because i think that there is a, a difference that needs to be uh, uh, aligned all right so this is a definition i found from uh, one of uh the uh it's called mayo clinic it says the following this is a definition of mental ill uh, mental illness mental illness also called mental health disorders um, referred to a wide range of mental health conditions that affect your mood thinking and behavior examples of mental illness include depression anxiety uh, schizophrenia eating disorders and addictive behavior that is their definition many people have mental mental health concerns from time to time but a mental health concern becomes a mental illness when ongoing signs and symptoms cause frequent uh, stress and affect your ability to function so that is mental illness what is mental health this is from the world health organization uh the biggest uh one of the biggest organizations in the world uh in terms of these things it says the following mental health is often used as a substitute for mental health conditions such as depression uh anxiety uh conditions schizophrenia and others um but the world health organization says the following it is a state of well-being in which every individual re- realizes his or her own potential can cope with the normal stresses of life can work productively and fruitfully and is able to make a contribution to her or his community so rather than so rather the than being about what's the problem, it's really about what's going well. So these are the two I, I hope you see there's there's a distinction in those definitions. The distinction is that mental illness is actually uh, a, a, a a physiological uh, issue. When we say somebody's mentally ill, we have said they've been we are saying that they've been clinically diagnosed. With whatever mental illness they have, all right. And then when we say mental health, we are saying the state of the mind. Uh, when people say, Oh, my mental health is, uh, you know, or or, on overdrive, what they're busy, what they're basically saying is that no, I'm depressed, I'm stressed, I'm stressed about this. But the thing, the, the, the problem is that the world that we live in, we because confusion reigns and confusion's, uh, there's confusion galore, uh, people tend to mix these two and tend to jumble everything up. All right. So what, what I'm going to look at is why the church pins all sin on mental illness. Basically meaning, why does the church, uh, you know, Attribute all sin Or most sins To mental illness And I have uh, About three points that I want us to look at Quickly Uh, But the first one is The difference Or a a lack of Understanding of the Doctrine of man That's the first thing The reason why The church will pin sin on mental illness uh is because the church lacks an understanding of a what we call a biblical anthropology the study of mankind all right they would say that mankind is good mankind is positive mankind Uh, has faith, mankind is capable of doing amazing things, mankind is amazing in and of himself, and really the argument, the fundamental argument, is the difference between Arminianism and Calvinism. Arminianism and Calvinism. A quick definition, Calvinism centers around the supreme authority or the supreme sovereignty of God predestination, the total depravity of man, unconditional election, limited atonement, irresistible grace and the perseverance of the saints Arminianism was a response to Calvinism, so Arminianism on the other hand emphasizes on conditional election, based on God's foreknowledge, man's free will to cooperate with God in salvation, Christ's universal atonement, that Christ died for all, resistible grace, that people can resist God's grace, and the salvation that can potentially be lost. See, this is important because what you believe about man will get you to the conclusion that you have. All right, the conclusion you get on man in the Bible will be because of what you believe about mankind. That's even your counseling will be affected. Not not, not everyone counsels the same. You won't find uh, all churches doing the same things. You won't find what is done here at BRBC being done in another church, and so forth, and so forth. It's simply because of what people believe about mankind. Who is mankind? What has he done? What is wrong with him? What is right with him? What is the the, the will of man? What is the heart of man? And the, And therefore, then, when you reach that sort of foundation that is where or when you can give counsel i i hope you get what i'm saying i'll come to the applications later because this is really where uh, many people miss it We, we we live in a day of compromised pastors who seek the world's and the church's approval we live in a day and age where many pastors are too lazy to distinguish between what sin What's a sin issue and what's an illness issue? Pastors and elders are quick to prescribe medical practitioners even before praying and counseling a visibly troubled person. They are quick to prescribe medication. They're quick uh, quick to to prescribe, uh, you know, 10 easy steps to overcome anxiety. Instead of just saying, my friend, what does the Bible say? What does Matthew 6 say? Do pastors even go to those texts? Do pastors even know those texts? Do pastors even know how to apply those texts? And friends, some some people masquerade as pastors, but are actually non-believers. So I want us to see what the Bible says about man. What does the Bible say about man? Number one, the Bible says mankind is evil. Genesis 6, 5. The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intention, listen to that, of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. See, the problem is that mankind basically thinks that he's good. When you go out there and you see maybe there's a robbery that has taken place, blood is splattered all over the place, there's a bloodbath. People are like, oh, how could he do that? He was such a good man. How could he do that? He was such an honest man, honest, young, and hardworking. But my question from the Bible would be, why not? If you read the Bible, your question and your posture would be, why not? It's not to say, it's, well, you know, you know I, I must just lie back and, you know, just be uh, sort of fatalistic. But the truth is, mankind will sin. We're, we're in a world that is full of sin, we're in a world full of evil. Mankind is evil, mankind is wicked. Jeremiah 17 9. The heart is deceitful, above all things, and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Mankind is sinful. Ecclesiastes 8 11. Because the, the sentence against an evil deed is not executed speedily the heart of the children of man is fully set to do evil friends this is this is something that always grips me that mankind is is is, is almost uncontrollably evil without the restraint of god's grace we would do the most ab- ab- abominable things ever known to mankind. We, without the grace of God, without God bridling our minds and our hearts, we would uh, do the most wicked things on earth. Known to man. You, you, You are not as evil as you can be. All of you have the potential to do the most heinous things. All of us. But God is gracious. And so when people exercise their evil, when it's displayed in the most heinous ways, in the most disgusting ways, we then see that the Bible is true. Mankind is easily deceived. That's why the hymn writer said, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, Lord, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. And when we counsel people, we should know as as pastors, as, as congregants, that people are prone to wonder. We must lower our expectations of people. We, have, we must have a biblical view of what mankind is. What is man? Hebrews 2.1 says, Therefore we must pay close attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. So friends, you and I, at the, at the at the switch of a button, can turn from being the godliest of the godliest saints to being an animal. If you look, if you read of the story of David and Bathsheba, David was a man after God's own heart. And it says, David, the Bible says, David, whilst other men were at war, was enjoying some time off on the roof. And when he stood up at the palace to look over, behold, he saw Bathsheba. And when he saw Bathsheba, she was bathing, so obviously she was naked, and he sent someone to go and get her. And when she came, he he laid with her. And then after that, knowing that what he had done, he puts Uriah the Hittite, the husband, to Bathsheba in, front, in the front line to be murdered. So he he see uh, how many commandments did he break? The, the, how, many, uh, how many commandments from the Decalogue did he break in order for him to try and cover up his sin? But that's just to show you that we need to have a correct biblical view. Of mankind and thus when we have a correct biblical uh, worldview of mankind we will be able to point mankind to the right place not mankind to himself but mankind to the scripture to the Word of God to God himself listen to Proverbs 22 verse 15 which says folly is bound up in the heart of a child But the rod of discipline drives it far from, the point is there's foolishness bound up in the heart of a child even before it is able to enact that foolishness. There's already a foolishness that resides, that takes residence, that has made a habitation. This is mankind. So much for good, right? You ask yourself, well, oh, what is wrong with the world today? Well, mankind is sinful. So we moved on to what about, what does the Bible say about the heart of man or mankind? We move on to say, what about the mind? Listen to what John Kelvin says in his Institute of Christian Religion. He says, we may infer that the human mind is, so to speak, a perpetual forge of idols in other words the the human mind is manufacturing idols left to itself left to yourself friend without the power of the savior the power of the gospel without the power the regenerating power of the holy spirit without god being merciful to you you are continually manufacturing idols in other words you are continually plotting more often than not you are plotting against god have you ever thought about that that the human mind left to itself is plotting against God. Why do I say it's plotting against God? I'm saying you are thinking, meditating, and planning to sin. That is plotting against God. Listen to Romans 8, verse 7 to 8. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Romans 1.28, and since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. A debased mind, friends, is a mind that has become numb to all things moral. It has become sort of uncounselable. It is a mind that is now being given over to unnatural sins. That's what Paul was talking about in Romans chapter 1 verse 28 when he was saying that, you know, therefore their women were given over to unnatural desires and then they became, they began to uh, desire other women and their men began to desire men and it was all uh, 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 sexually immoral world a world full of bloodshed where you just kill people like dogs the, these folks are from essay they've they've heard all the stories before i always get perplexed about you know when you see in south africa how people don't value life the sanctity of life that someone is made in the imago day abortion in the united states these babies are murdered like it's nothing like You don't have anything that is restraining you. God has removed all the restraining uh, mechanisms that restrain you from doing sin. And so you are on and on on this roller coaster. and You're getting worse and worse. It's It's not getting better. It's worse. That is why Paul goes on to say in Romans 12, verse 1 to 2, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, As a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Of your mind. So think about this, friends. I want you to think about one or two days that you have missed devotions. Where is your mind gone? What have you done? What have you not done? Just one day, one or two days, maybe one, someone say, oh, I didn't feel anything, pastor, you know, I'm justified by faith in Christ alone. Hallelujah. God loves me. Amen. So I don't need to read the Bible, you know, but two days, three, a week, the mind will start to wander. The heart will start to wander. That's why the Hebrew, the writer of Hebrew says, Let us pay attention to what we have heard. That's why we need to meditate upon the law of God day and night. That's why we have to hide. The the word of God must be hidden in the soul, in the heart. We must be continually meditating such that that same word that God is using may keep us from doing the things that you want to do. the mind is perverse it's antagonistic to God people deny that what about the will of man first Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 3 for the for this so I've used this verse to show you the opposites I have flipped the verse for this is the will of God your sanctification that you abstain from sexual immorality so what does this verse teach us it teaches us that man's will by nature is contrary to God's it is God's will naturally that you abstain from sexual immorality it is not your own will (laughs) it is not your own will naturally there's no one who tells who can tell me well in my own power Pastor. i can obey everything that god has laid down for me nonsense that is absolute nonsense you you can't even make it to the gates without being struck by lightning if it was put on that you can't and so friends naturally the natural man is in love with sin more than he loves God. Apart from God, by his grace, regenerating that sinner and making him alive through the work of the Holy Spirit, they cannot respond to God and his word appropriately. And friends, show me a man who naturally thinks he loves God and I'll show you a man who has missed the gospel. If you think that you love God from your own heart, by your own power, by your own skill, by your own will, by your own intelligence, by your own acumen, by your own, you know, having a cognitive uh, sort of, you know, acumen, then you've missed the gospel. And this is why when people are responding to sin issues, anxiety issues, depression issues, Maybe even thoughtless acts, they should ask themselves. A, what does the Bible say? So, for example, make it practical, make it practical later. What does the Bible say? What has caused this that you're going through? B C who is influencing you or who has been influencing you? D, what role has your own sin and desires from your heart and mind played? E, is this physiological? Has it been properly diagnosed? The solution is it needs someone who can help you physiologically. But also, more than that, you need prayer and counsel as well. Is this psychological? Is it of the mind? Then your mind needs renewal. I'll give an example of someone who comes and says, well, brother, I'm addicted to sex. I'm addicted to sex. So what is the first thing that I say to him? Oh, you are addicted to sex. Okay, so yeah, you are you a Christian? So that person says, "I'm a Christian." I open the Word of God and say, "Okay, addiction. What is addiction? Addiction is idolatry. Okay, what is idolatry? Idolatry is having more uh a god uh above God. You've got an idol in your life, and I'll turn with him or her." To Exodus chapter twenty, and I'll give them first the first commandment. And God spoke all these all these words, saying to the Israelites, the people of God, "I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. First of all, you are you are in, you are in idolatry. Second of all, you are in sexual immorality. That is an affront to God." I can quote so many scriptures. Let me go to Mark chapter 7, when Jesus was addressing the Pharisees. So I'm trying to prove to this person that actually, your sex addiction from the scriptures is not something outside of you. It's inside. Turn to Mark 7. Listen to the word of God as it comes to you. This was Jesus speaking uh, to the Pharisees after they'd accused uh, the disciples of not washing their hands. Uh, Alright, so from verse 20, sorry verse 20, verse 18. And he said to them, Then are you also without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into a man, into a person from outside cannot defile him? Since it enters not his heart, but his stomach and is expelled, thus he declared all foods clean. And he said, What comes out of a person is what defiles him. So what is embedded in a person? is what defiles him okay from within so look look at where all the, look at where all these things come from you say you are addicted to sex listen to this from for from within out of the heart of man come evil thoughts one sexual immorality theft murder adultery coveting wickedness deceit sensuality envy slander pride foolishness you see what modern psychology is saying no 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 your issues are outside of you if you are dealing with sex my friend it's your environment it's your upbringing oh let's look at your dna maybe your father gave it to you was your father polygamous Was your father promiscuous? Oh, it's your father. It's your father. Don't worry. Everything will be okay. That's what they do. And when they say everything is is okay, they are patting you on the back and they are sending you to hell. Everything is not okay. Everything is not well with you. That's what the Bible is saying, friends. The Bible is saying sin comes from the heart. Not all is well with you. And the only way sin can be dealt with is by the Lord Jesus Christ and Christ alone. And I wish that could be injected into each and every one of our veins. To go meditating home, thinking about this, to say, whatever sin I'm going through, whatever stuff I'm going through, whether it's depression, whether it's stress, whether I'm worried about, oh, I don't have a job. In Zimbabwe, there are no jobs. Christ is the answer. If we miss it there, you have missed everything. Go back to the drawing board. Go back to the foundation. If you try to pragmatically do things, you know, mechanically your own way, you'll fail. Some say go to a psychotherapist. Someone who's qualified for this work, someone who has academic qualifications in a field that views mankind's problems as primary external, so that the same person can address sex addiction. The same person who says a man's mankind's problem is outside of it can address sex addiction, can address adultery. just murder and friends in this world that we're living in we hear that the Bible is not enough even in the church so I don't know why they even call the church we need new methods and new things to help us we need new mechanisms to combat the world that we live in the Bible is updated is outdated it's 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 old it's got no answers for us that's what the that's what that's what the world is peddling that's what most churches believe and i think to myself okay so why are you a church why bother people congregating people why don't you shut up shop and not preach Because after all, this word is powerless to you. After all, this is outdated. After all, the power of God, the the power of the Spirit of God is is null and void, actually, for many of these people. Friends, I want us to go back to the scriptures, to regeneration, to who God is, to God doing a work in a man's heart. Mind you who were dead in your trespasses. Let me just do the last two points on why the church pins sin on mental illness. One thing that is not help, uh the, the second point is one thing that has not helped the church is the influence. Of the prosperity teachings of course i'm going to make these last two points shorter so that we can have a good discussion going so the prosperity teachings are cancerous and dangerous and their influence on the people on the way people have handled issues of sin is is in that within those teachings you have the mini god theology and the sinless perfection belief they hold on to In that they believe one who is born again cannot sin so if they do sin they're called mentally disturbed they're called they've got demons they're told you've got a witch that is after you the devil wants to ruin you the devil wants to assail you and 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 friends also in addition to this people who are in prosperity uh, teachings when they find out their fallenness the shallow happy clappy theology is not enough to fill the void so they kill themselves suicide if you are depressed friends the last thing you need is the prosperity teaching you need Biblical saturated counsel, And you need the church To walk with you And and I And I do believe A lot of suicides Are credited To the fact that the church Has not been the church Our job, which is the prime job Has been left To those with academic qualifications Who know not about humanness. And and a lot of these things can be solved through the Bible. Just a simple turning to the scriptures. You are anxious. Okay. What is it that is making you anxious? I don't have a job. Okay. Then I take you to the scriptures. Do not worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink. Why don't you trust yourself to God, pray, and then start making applications. You have entrusted yourself to God, and now you're active, responsibility. Instead of worrying, and then going into sin, you're worrying, and then staying out of sin. Because once worry Captivate you, the next stop sign is sin. Have you ever seen that a lot of people make decisions out of worry? They're panicked because they've not trusted in God. Ah, I'm just going to do this. Ah, quickly, quickly, quickly. I'll apply my own wisdom. And God comes, shy, discipline. And we feel it. So, friends, imagine being under the conviction of sin and being told, no, you're a winner. You are mighty conqueror. You are you can speak in tongues, speak into existence, move this mountain. Don't you think people will go crazy? I've got a sin problem. There's no mountain I, I want. My problem is in here. Are you able to help the help me with the atom bomb that is here? I don't need to be told that I'm victorious. I don't, I don't need to be told that, oh, well, everything is going to go well. I want to be told, how can I kill the sin of covetousness? I want to be told, brother, if my brother is doing well in life, how am I to congratulate him? With the with the with the right posture. How am I to think of my neighbor? How am I to think of my boss? What is God living? How am I to have an order well ordered life? Life matters. And friends, one would argue that their doctrine of sin hinges around offending the man of God or not sinning. And people have serious issues. They're criminals. They're lying. They're cheating. They're stealing. And yet when you go to their gathering, it's all about money, demons, prosperity, jokes. And here's the conclusion, friends. Do prosperity... uh, Do prosperity churches have a doctrine of sin? No. That's why they pin things which are sinful on mental illness. Demons devil or not having enough faith they don't have a doctrine of sin they don't know what you know what they don't know the difference between their left and their right they don't know where they're going and i'm just trying to show you that it is a it is a whole spectrum of things but I want, us, I want to go to the third point, which I think is the biggest threat to this. Why the church pins all sin on, on mental health. The self-help, effemate, feelings-based movement. Okay. This one is dominated. It, it, sorry, it's dominating the church. And, and one of the things that worries me is that though the church is being built by Christ yes we agree but from man's perspective and man's responsibility we are in trouble because we have a new age and what is this new age about it's self-help self-esteem I feel this and I feel that the the human rights movement, the Me Too movement, all the lies that are peddled on social media. We always joke with one of uh uh well, Pastor Conrad. Always, we always joke to say in this world, bad news and you know, maybe the, the most foolish things are the ones that get more track. Like they 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 spread faster than good news. It's that generation full of lies, fakeness, cosmetics. I have I have rights. And the main point, friends, is that self-love movement is wreaking havoc over the church. You see people saying self-love, I love myself, love myself before I love other people. That's not what Christ said. Christ said, love your neighbor as yourself. That's what he said. He didn't say self-love. The other thing is feelings over the objective word of God. And this is, the friends, this is a very important one. The, the word of God is objective. The word of God is truth. Divided. Rightly divided. Give it to men who are ready to divide the truth. Give it to women who are ready to divide the truth. What about this? I will up and leave at any time ideology. We live in a world that is quick to run away. The first thing that someone thinks of when there's a problem in their lives is run away. I want to up and leave. That's why there's so much divorces. When we when, when court this morning, I was, say, I was telling these guys to say, all of these people are getting married just as it was in the days of Noah. But you won't be surprised to hear that in the coming months, how many papers have been ripped apart. The same papers that you have put your fingerprints on today are the same papers that will be ripped apart the next month. Because someone saw the reality that my wife has got a bad breath. Uh-oh. I'm going to run now. Wow, oh, ah, this guy is not as muscular as I thought. Oh, I'm going, I'm going. I'm up and leaving. That, that's the generation we're in. They're quick to leave. And so when you, even when you're counseling people, you, you, you know, I I feel sorry for pastors sometimes, you know, some of the issues that you come up, that people come up with. It's almost like you want to give counsel, but you know this person will up and leave anytime. They'll go. What about those who threaten people with suicide? Ah, if you, if you tell me about my sin, I'm going to kill myself, brother. Nope. No can do or you post on social media, I'm about to kill myself. People like, comment, oh, don't do that, brother. Don't do that, sister. You know, you get the affirmation. Once you get the affirmation, you feel good about yourself. You you postpone it. Maybe a year. That's was ah, you start posting some mystical, uh, apocalyptic things on Facebook on, or, or on Instagram yes the end is near and you're holding maybe a uh, rat poison and people are like ah no get in help a microwave generation who love a quick fix if things are not done quickly they run away shortcuts shortcuts a generation of shortcuts you want the woman so bad that you sleep with her. You don't want to wait until marriage. Marriage is too far. You know, marriage is for losers. I just want to make money. I want to do this with my life. So let me cut cut corners. Oh, you want to raise a proper child? Put the effort in. Spend time with the child is the child. Teach them the scriptures. Oh no, 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 no. I'm just too busy, man. You know, I just gotta strike that deal. I, I don't have time for my family. You know, I will just get a maid, whatever it is. I want you to think about this, friends. Ready to report to the government at any time, ready to exercise their rights. It's all about me, myself, and I and friends. In conclusion, this is not helping the, ch- the cause of the church. Because one, members manipulate pastors. Two, the pastors are neglecting their responsibility and leaving it to the world to disciple and counsel their members. Three, pastors don't know or apply scripture. Four, pastors ignore the truth. What is the consequence? As a consequence, people are left to themselves in sin because they are told and, and they tell themselves, that is my mental health. It's the state of my mind. Why did you drink last night, lad? Why did you get drunk? It's the state of my mind. Oh, okay, what's wrong with your mind? Hard things are just not going well. Why? You dig deeper, you see that. No, 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 actually, you are the problem. And friends, this is where we are. Why the church pins all sin on mental illness? Let's have a, a discussion, maybe even some input and uh, thoughts on what has been said. In fact, let me pray and then afterwards we can discuss. Our Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Oh, how we need you. Oh, how we need your word. Oh, how we need the Holy Spirit. Oh, how we need Christ. We... Are sometimes so overwhelmed that even when these things are being said, we do we are convinced that we are by but minute and small in the whole scheme of things. That there are so many things that we do not know of. But we trust that your word is true and trumps everything that stands in this way. We trust that your word is true and it supersedes. It overarchs over all mankind's um, adventures, inventions, and wisdom. And so we ask, oh God, that even as this church is planted, we may have the right view of biblical anthropology. And we know who you are, such that when things arise, even within our lives, we know where to run. Oh, teach us how to run to you. Teach us how to spend time in meditation. Teach us how to cry out to you, the living God. Teach us not to uh, be allowed to sleep by the the world. Teach us not to be numbed by sin, by what's happening with social media, the TikToks and the likes. And just to think everything is normal, everything is well when the world is burning. Oh God of heaven, hear this our cry. In Jesus' name, Amen.